Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to In My Heart, a podcast truly about all the things in my heart and finding our freedoms. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. My next guest... Seth Elliott Santoro is a healer, reframer, intuitive advisor, and business coach. He's an author, a medium, an animal communicator, HR advisor, keynote speaker, bereavement facilitator, and death expert. He's a husband and friend whose vision is to inspire the world to smile and therefore heal from the inside. He believes if you know who you are, embrace who you are, and be who you are, no matter what the circumstance of your past, you can heal from anything. He's written three books and developed the SMILE method for healing and overcoming trauma in this crazy modern world in just five steps that may not be easy, but they are possible. He's in my heart. Welcome, Seth. Yay, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Heather. You're incredible. I mean, your intro is like, well, he's a this and he's a that. But some of the words that are in there, we've heard it before, like business coach, obviously husband and friend, but, you know, a medium, an animal communicator, you know, an intuitive advisor. We got to get into this and we got to get into how it all began, because by the time you were 32, I believe it was three near-death experiences that you had encountered. And so we got to hear about that and how that brought you to where you are today and your work with Smile. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> and more. Yeah. Do more. We're going to talk about more than that. <laughs> I, it's, so, it's, so, it's still strange hearing so many things about me because I, I always struggle with like, maybe I should just tell people one thing. Like I, I want to be one thing when I grow up, but no, I'm like 20 things. and That's good. Yeah. Nobody's um, one thing. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. We might be a jack of all trades and a master of only one, but everyone's a jack, right? We got all kinds of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so my life has been always kind of a crazy adventure. By the time I was 32, I survived cancer. Um, I had 
a very aggressive malignant uh, skin cancer. One of my boyfriends zero converted to HIV positive when we were together and we were supposed to be monogamous. So that was fun in quotes. And then I also, um, I was held at gunpoint. Actually, I've been held at gunpoint twice in my life, one in Colombia and one in Mexico. But the second one in Mexico was much more, I think, traumatic for me as an experience, you know? And as these things were happening, I, I started realizing there was a pattern to how I dealt with these traumas and these major obstacles. And I literally sat down one day and I was like, let's take note of everything I'm going to go through. Cause my, my boyfriend had zero converted. This was right after, right before I was kidnapped or held at gunpoint. Right. Um, and my boyfriend had zero converted and I was trying to get back to him from Mexico. And I sat down on a plane and I was like, I'm going to take stock in everything that happens over the next couple of months to years and document it. Cause maybe if I can figure out some type of method, maybe I can help one more person. And that's kind of how it all began, you know? So it began from your trauma and then you really kind of unpacking because you didn't have just one experience, but you had several that, that gave you, I guess, maybe the wherewithal to say, okay, let me unpack this. How did, how is this sitting with me? How is this affecting me in my life? Absolutely. How was it affecting you? I mean, were you depressed? Were you, what, you know, how did you, how were you feeling from these, uh, you know, near death and traumatic experiences? Yeah. And I I do want to say these all and fear. Yeah. This all happened within three to four years, like the cancer, the near death, the, you know, all this stuff happened. And I think I just noticed that at first I was okay with what was going on. And I felt like I was in denial, (laughs) you know? So the interesting part about the smile method, S-M-I-L-E, like S is for shock, right? So we all go through that. We can't escape that. But then there's this mock acceptance for the M, right? And I, I, I categorize it as part denial, part acceptance. And I felt myself a lot in this space where I'd wake up and be like, why am I okay today? Like this just happened, you know? Um, And then the next day I'd be in tears and not even wanting to do anything for work, you know, any type of HR stuff that I was doing. Um, And so I noticed that that was my pattern. And that happened usually a couple of weeks after the trauma had originally happened. And then I noticed too, that then there was this intense poignant, significant emotions, which I call in overwhelmed them. And, and that's when we could be watching something and laughing our butts off. And then all of a sudden start crying because of the emotion that have, that, that, that is building up inside of us, you know? Um, and then I learned after a while that I needed to reflect upon what had just happened. And so that's the, the L for learning, right? So, cause I feel like that's the most important step. And I feel like most people get stuck between the intense overwhelming feelings yeah. and emotions because they don't want to go through them. Right. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people that the only way through is through is to yes. go through those emotions, you know? So the learning part and, and the learning part is could take years. I mean, I have clients. Yeah. I have clients for 20, 30 years. They're like, what is going on? And then we finally realize, wow, maybe, maybe you're going to do this next time, or maybe you could do this next time. And what have you learned from the situation and how to move on? And then after a while we get to E, which is embrace, because I just don't think we live within 21st century. And I just don't think, you know, this is loosely based on Dr. Kubler-Ross's five stages of death and dying. Um, But acceptance isn't enough anymore. It's just not like we live, I want to say 22nd century, but in this weird pre post COVID world, you know, we need to really see our lives, our lives as adventures and what's next. And 
and be thankful. I mean, and, and you're not always going to be thankful for death, right? I mean, death is a part of our, we're going to talk a lot about that. It's one of my favorite topics in the world. I heard it's one of yours too. Yeah. It's one of my favorite topics right now. I mean, I've read the Tibetan book of the dead three times. Like we're going to talk, I still read, it's a reference book for me. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah, it really is. Um, I tap into it a lot. So let's, let's talk about that for a second because it all really started with almost dying. Right. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. we have to remember, and I think this is something we have done as a society to ourselves is, is that death, like you mentioned, is, is very much a part of life. It is a part of life as much as being born. In fact, our first day of life is our first step toward death. Right. You know, (laughs) I mean, if you look at it that way, and I always see death as the giver of life, not the taker of life. So it's about kind of flipping perspectives and things like that with death. But we're going to really get into that because I think there's so much work to be done on Absolutely. the subject and people Absolutely. really getting past trauma that they can't change. Like those things, the thing about death is it's just so final and nobody right. really can change it. Right. There's a lot of things in trauma that we go through in life that hopefully we can, I like to call it tolerate, mm. you know, you can tolerate the pain. And I think for a lot of people in therapy or a lot of people that are thinking about going into therapy and that sort of thing, my therapist has always said to me, like, thank you for tolerating this today because mm. it's, if you'll tolerate me and talking to me and, and digging, we're going to get somewhere, you know, but some people think that, you know, therapy is like warm and fuzzy, you know, it's, it's painful <laughs> and deep it is. and it's a struggle. Yeah. But yeah. I recently came across a quote that I love and I can't think of who said it. It might've been, you know, Gandhi or one of them, but it's like, you have to lose your mind in order to find it. Mm, I love right? that. And I love that. So that there's so much about that. So let's talk a little bit again about, we, so we talked about the smile method. So your trauma made you a lean into your mortality and B the fear of losing life and what that made you feel like. And then it also gave you an opportunity to apply what you're already doing in work. So you were working in HR, you were already coaching like CEOs and businesses on communications and relations and all that stuff. So you had this background of a job that you enjoyed and you were doing well at, and then you had these experiences and then boom, they came together into a whole new burgeoning career for you that we can go down. It, you know, between animals and life and death, like we, you got us covered. <laughs> I love it. Right? Yeah. So that's what I love about you is, is that you took uh, inspiration you know, we're able to tolerate the pain and then take inspiration enough to help somebody else through that moment. So you had to find a way to share how to cope with trauma and show that what I like to say is when you talk about Buddha, you know, when you talk about like the true enlightened one, like I always have this vision of all this chaotic world going swirling around Buddha's head, you know, death and dying, but there's love there and there's giving and there's all this wonderful stuff, but there's all this chaos and trauma. And he's like, everything is perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. This is right. human existence. We are here to struggle. It's part of the human. And if anybody, you know, doesn't believe in life after death, then probably you might want to turn this podcast off today because <laughs> You know, I'm talking about the afterlife. I'm talking yeah. about continuing evolution of the the soul really is what we're talking about. So were Absolutely. you able to see that? Is that what had changed for you? Like, tell me, bring us through how you were able to tap into this gift, these many gifts. Yeah, I think as I started to write this 
book, the, the first book, the Smile from the Inside book, yeah. I started to understand and break certain patterns. It was kind of actually it was it was it was the wanting to inspire others, and then and then I had to break a major pattern of dating unavailable men. <laughs> that was a problem. Emotionally unavailable. Emotionally, emotionally unavailable. Yeah, and literally within a couple months of writing and, and kind of finishing this book, I just feel like the universe was like, "Okay, you're ready for the next kind of venture in your life." And yeah. I remember waking up and being able to feel people's loved ones everywhere, everywhere, and I couldn't, I couldn't deny it. And you know, I'd always, I'd love the sixth sense, and I was always, I always wanted to be the kid in the sixth sense and talk to spirits, but I, I didn't think it was possible. You know, I just thought it was long on a mediums thing and blah, blah blah. So it took me about nine months to start coming out again for the second time in my life. You know, and I think the more I came out as a medium, the more I learned about life and death. Since then, you know, I've spoken to probably hundreds or maybe even thousands of people about their process of death or their process of life, you know, as an intuitive. I talk about the not so distant past, the present, and also some future. And then as a healer, I, I, I tap into everyone's energy. So my, you know, as you said, my vision was to inspire the world to heal and therefore smile from the inside. Um, right. Everything I do is now aligning. And I think as I get older, I realized that, I mean, I don't know if I can swear on your show, but like, you can. just, I yeah, just, like okay. <laughs> I love a good so, <laughs> so leave the bullshit behind, you know, yes. and like, there's even HR as important as it is. Like, I want to move forward with that and, and, and sorry, move away from that because this healing is so important. And I just did a post the other day because I just felt so inspired because I mean, it's, there's so many people committing suicide. Let's be honest. Um, yes. COVID has taken a toll and people are dying everywhere and, and still, and people are just so challenged right now and, and in their, pro- in their heads and in their problems. And I, so I think that I need to inspire people so that they can inspire other people. That's really where I want to go. That's incredible. And so you developed the SMILE method and right. that's in your book, smile from the inside. So right. you guys, you got to check that out. But developing this psychic mediumship, right? It wasn't just people, it was animals. Like when you feel spirits, you know, you feel it all, right? So you started to have all this stuff come in at you. So how do you break that down for a more mere mortal like me? And I know that we all have these, you know, I think I I really do believe that everybody has this intuition and this kind of like, you know, that we can tap into. And for some, it comes like you can't ignore it. It's just there in front of you and the spirits are all there and all that stuff. The angels are talking to you. But for most of us, that doesn't happen. But we do get sensibilities. You know, you have a feeling of something that's going to happen or, you know. So tell us a little bit about, how we use that, that gift that, you know, the, the, the one gives us somehow to cope and some of us tap into it and some of us don't. How do we use that to calm us down? How do we use that? And today, right now, it's a perfect time to talk about it. Absolutely. Everybody is sad and afraid and, and you know, wants life back and they're lonely and they're isolated and they're, and they're scared and they're, you know, they're being lied to or they feel like they are. They don't know who to trust. I mean we're at a pretty big division, you know, right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And how can you give us some tools, some coping tools and some coping skills that we may already have, you know, to tap into bringing us back to center? I want to say first, I feel like we need to acknowledge where we are. Mm -hmm. 
You know, I think that meeting yourself where you're at is the most important thing. And that takes a level of awareness that I hope that everyone in this world strives for. I really do. And then once the awareness and the acknowledgement happens, there's, we need to honor and validate ourselves that it's okay feeling like we're feeling. I mean, I love that Selena Gomez, it's okay not to be okay. Right. Cause it's okay not to be okay. And, and, and I speaking from an OCD perfectionist perspective, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to, I mean, it's hard to ask for help. Sometimes it's hard to acknowledge where we are, that everything's not perfect, that there's so much more to do. And so honoring where you are is so important because in the honoring and the validation of where you are kind of tolerating yourself using your own word, right? We then get to listen. And I think that's where our intuition comes in, right? And I totally believe that everyone has intuition, right? Granted, can you talk to people? Probably. If I, if, if you went through training and practice, of course you probably can. But Work me all, out, baby. Work yeah. me out. I got some <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you have some fun family members, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're like, they're like, I'm like, no, no, this is. Maybe next They're time. Coming Maybe at you. I, yeah, my people totally. have a lot to say. <laughs> they all have opinions. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you better believe it. Yeah. So, so anyway, so getting back to us mere mortals, right? Like yes. it's, it's the, it's the, um, where we are acknowledging, honoring, and then listening. And when I say, listen, I don't, you don't need to meditate every day. I mean, as I do meditate almost every day, I do Monday through Friday because I don't know why. <laughs> That's your um, sketch. That's your routine. My sketch, right? Own it, So, but I, I listen, and as I'm meditating, I listen. As I finish a yoga class, I listen. As I finish an intense workout, I listen. And when I say listen, it's really listening for signs that I'm okay. Listen, looking for signs in the universe that I'm right where I need to be, even if I don't love where that is, right? Um, and, and then I, I think that once you start listening, you can even help others. And I don't know why, but yesterday, as I was thinking about this podcast and today, and I just kept thinking a lot about how it's all really about helping others and in helping others. Like when I do, I'm getting emotional, but lately I've been doing intuitive readings and they've been touching on subjects that maybe I haven't looked at in a while. And I, you know, I'm like, I should listen to this as I'm saying it to you, you know? And I feel like we all say things to people and don't listen at the same time. So it's that whole combination of listening to yourself, listening to your inner wisdom, and then listening to your wisdom for other people and understanding that this is all temporary in in the sense of not life itself, because we all know that is, but wherever you are right now, it's just temporary. Like you and I are right now having this conversation. It's amazing. And I'm super excited to be here, but it, it will end. And then we will have a relationship. I hope after, right. right. Um, or HR clients that I have, right. Like some of them are giving me edgita and uh, the whole COVID thing makes it more complicated. I can't wait to be done with that. And what's been really exciting for me is the fact that it's just temporary. It's just now. Right. Yes. And hopefully, you know, as I work towards my healing retreats and my bereavement retreats, like that's what also fuels me. So I also feel like it's a healthy balance of, obviously we get to, we, it's really hard to enjoy the present, let's be honest. Yeah. 
sometimes um, for most of us. For something else. Right. We're so conditioned to the next thing. Or past. Never being or satisfied. Looking, or, yeah. You know, yeah. Or looking back. Right. You know, and, and we're not like was. here. Yes. Yeah. So so one of my, th- my, my favorite kind of to do's every day is to find the joy in my day. Um, do I do it every day? No. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. Right. Like it's, it's a, it's a challenge even for me, but it's, it's there. And I, so I, I want to mix the looking at the present, but also getting excited for the future because that energy, you know, then you get into the law of attraction, right? So what you visualize and affirm like comes to you tenfold. Um, and you know that I just, my, my mother-in-law just passed like two or three months ago and it's been, and then my grandmother passed like 10 days before that. So it's been, it's been, again, I'm getting emotional. It's been a quite a, a ravaging couple months. Right. Yes. And, but being in that has been a really great reminder to me because I'm always talking to other people that are going through some type of grief. So we're going through it myself. It's like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. I remember that part or, Oh, I totally forgot about that. You know, like, like I'm being triggered now, but I'm, um, I'm in this, I'm starting to be a death doula, you know, cause there are birth yes. doulas and death doulas. Yes. And I started reading this book and it's about his father dying. And the way we saw my mother-in-law pass was, was traumatic, very traumatic to her last breath. And like, it triggered me. And I, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm still dealing with this and that's okay. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's okay to be in that temporary spot. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. First impressions are everything. So if you're looking to make an impact and want your business to stand out from the rest, you can start with Issue. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials to magazines to flipbooks, brochures, and more. Issue features your creative in an easy-to-view way on every device. Make it once and distribute it everywhere without reformatting. Your content is already optimized for engagement and ready to share. Issue also works seamlessly with tools you may already use like Canva, Dropbox, and InDesign. Issue helps creators, marketers, designers, and really anyone who wants to make content that stands out. And you can start using Issue for free. They also offer premium features for a more customized experience. Get started with Issue today for free. Or if you sign up for a premium account, you'll get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use the promo code in my heart. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast and use the promo code in my heart at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast with promo code in my heart. The beginning of a new year is no doubt a good time to set your wellness routine and prioritize your health. Care Of is a subscription service that ships personalized vitamins and powders to your door every month by way of tailored recommendations made just for you. 
You simply take the care of quiz online and you're going to get back personalized recommendations based on your answers of the right products to supplement your lifestyle, helping you manage your own health and wellness journey. You can stick to what Care of recommends or change up your pack at any time. Care of products are made from clean ingredients that are backed by science and research. Your Care of routine will come to you in convenient packs that arrive individually and they're personalized just for you. I love the convenience of my individualized packs. There's no fumbling with the different bottles and my Care of routine is so easy to take with me. I never miss my daily dose of magnesium, vitamin D, vitamin B, and vitamin C. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter the code in my heart 50 and you're going to get 50% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter the code in my heart 50. That's T A K E C A R E O F dot com and enter the code in my heart 50 grab onto your health and prioritize your wellness routine today now back to my show i have found one of the trainings that i'm doing with myself is when i'm sad when i'm triggered emotionally whether it's a speech on television an instagram post i'm reading a movie i'm watching when i find myself in that sad moment i used to always or that emotional moment, I should say, I used to always brush it off to, oh, I'm such a sap. You know Got what it. I mean? I, I cry yes. at Hallmark commercials. I'm yeah. such a sap. <laughs> but now I have learned to tap into what is making me sad. Like, what mm. is the sadness? You know, yeah. what is what is it bringing up in me? I'm trying to tap into that. And I think one of the things that we have to remember, and, and this will we're going to segue into the death conversation in here, is, is that... Um, you know, everything does happen for a reason and everything is temporary and Mm -hmm. life is that's, that's the way nothing's supposed to ever stay the same. It just doesn't like the seasons change, you know, and when you think about like a life cycle and what we're meant to go through, this journey of life is a journey and any journey has its struggles. It has its detours. It has its pivots. It has, you know, there's no trip that you take that you go straight line A to Z, you (laughs) know, and this trip of life is a long one. And so I think that, and but it's short too. It's got yeah. to be short too. Right, you know? right, right. So I think that one of the things that I started to look at was like, you know, what is it making that's making me sorrow? And a lot of what's making me sad right now, I can say, and I know a lot of people feel like this is the state of the world, those things that are out of my control. Yes, I can vote and I can lean in and I can read more and I can understand who I want to make change and lean into the change. But like right now today, I can't change that people are getting shot by police. I can't change that. Right. right. And so I have this unbelievable sadness about it that I get truly emotional uh, about the state of the world. And, you know, and I can't lean in to help anybody with it. And so I feel this, this desperation and this sadness. Now, I know a lot of people can relate to that right now. What tips can you give us to say, you know, to help us understand that sadness is part of life, that trauma is part of life. Even when we look at a baby who dies, an infant who dies, that is the journey for that soul that had an effect on people or had an effect on this cycle that it was supposed to have. That's what intuitive know. That's what people who are psychic, they know, even though it doesn't make death for you any easier. Enlighten us to what it is that you understand. Where do you find your peace, even though you still feel your pain? Yeah. I have to inhale, exhale that one, that one. 
understanding that life is temporary and that even our emotions are temporary, acknowledging the, the love around us, within us, for us, and unmasking, and I'm definitely, this is a tr- direct translation, unmasking the hope that is within us, for us, of us, from us, of us, right? Sometimes it's day-to-day. Sometimes it's moment to moment. I mean, I have, you know, in this experience, it's just been getting to the next moment has been a challenge Mm -hmm. and understanding that that's all part of it. And again, it's okay not to be okay. It's our kind of destiny to figure this stuff out as best we can, you know? Right. It is our destiny to figure this stuff out as best we can. That Mm. is beautiful, beautiful. And I can't take credit for that. That, that came really? through. Somebody else said that. Right. It's coming out itself. But we're going to take it from you anyway. Right. Remember who the source is. We love that enlightened source. Because having value, you know, in your, in your life as a human being, right? Mm-hmm. Having a direction, thriving, success, you know, alignment, peace, contentment, you know, nurturing relationships, the spiritual practice, you know, uh, leaning into humanity, forgiveness. That's a big emotion, right? You know, leaning into our intuition. Hope is a word that I have uh, totally changed my perspective on in my 50s hmm. compared to as a child. It was You're not in your 50s. Oh I am. God, you're yep. amazing. Oh, thank you. You can come on anytime. <laughs> so, but words like hope and faith, right? And and take yep. out the spiritual, you know, the or the, the yep. religious rather side. Yes, of it. please. Yeah. But the spiritual side of hope and faith is is that exactly what they are. Have hope and have faith because it will turn around. And so I have a tattoo on my wrist that says "New Day." Wow pain and struggles, like, you know, losing my mind in order to find it, I had to remind myself, it's my reminder of every day is a new day. And that today when the sun sets, tomorrow is a new day. And I know that when people are in depression and they're struggling with depression, they can't see the hope into the new day. They can't have the faith that there's a reason, even children, sometimes husbands, family members, none of them matter enough to go on. But if, if, if people who are in that place can get through that pain, just get to the next day and not make a a decision that they can't change life opens up every time it always opens up for us. You know what I mean? And like you said, with smile and your five steps that if you can smile from without, then you naturally smile from within. So let's talk about that a little bit is laughter being our medicine connections and relationships as in this human journey, finding our direction, finding our purpose. Those are all kind of like, you know, earth 101, you know, earth university 101, right? We got it. Those are things you got to find direction, find purpose, find meaningful relationships. All that's part of earth 101. But within that, the underlying piece of that is to evolve your soul through those relationships, through that direction, through those experiences, right? Through the pain, through the loss, through the disappointment, through the suffering, through the joy, through the happiness, through the love, because that's really what it all is about, right? It's yeah. love. Yeah. And one of the things that my guru Ram Das, who was also a death doula, so to speak, he was yes. one of the earliest ones. Yeah. Rest, rest his soul. 
he talks about one of his gurus or one of his Buddhas saying his students were very sad when he was dying. And they were like, please don't leave us. Don't leave us, guru. We can't live without you. And he looked at them and he said, well, where would I go? I will always be with you. Right. So we, we get stuck yeah. on form Absolutely. as humans. We get stuck on form. No, we're not going to be able to touch that person or talk to that person necessarily in the way that we know here as mortals. But I talk to my Uncle Paul every day. Nice. He's here with me probably more than he was when he was alive. <laughs> Wait, can I say two things? Yes. Quickly, I know we're here. It's not, it feels like you're moving toward another topic, but I'm not. Oh, okay. That you stay with wherever we are. I want to say there. They asked me to interrupt you to say this. So there's there's a couple things when you were talking about um, hope and faith, and you were talking about um, alignment and purpose and all that stuff, and even finding joy. It's important to remember that without the sadness, without the dark times, without the challenges, they wouldn't be as sweet. And we wouldn't be able to be more aware of them and, and, and have gratitude and bless ourselves that we are in those spaces, you know, cause honestly, like the last three months for me have been tough, let's face it. And, and I've been working full time and like doing this, all the stuff, but now seeing that, okay, now I'm coming on the other side of it or still in it, but, but I see the light now. Yes. It, it's so much sweeter to think about the alignment with my vision. It's so much sweeter to look for new clients in the plant medicine space because that's where I want to go. You know, things that gen- that re- resonate with me, right? That's one thing I want to say. So, so without the dark, we can't see the light, right? And, and appreciate the light and as for, as sweet as it can be. Yeah. Okay. They're, they feel complete on that. And then the other thing. Oh, when you're smoking around Ram uh, Is he listening? Yeah. No. <laughs> He's here, baby. No. Um, the other thing was, oh, it just came back to me. Give me one second. Um, oh, when we were talking about those who are depressed, I have had many clients that are somehow depressive or or um, bipolar. I mean, I've had a lot of clients. And what I say to them, I have little tips and tricks that I give to them, right? Because if you're in that place, I know it's super hard to I know, I know, I know it's super hard to get out of that, but I have little tips and tricks. Like, for example, acknowledge where you are, acknowledge your upset. Thank you. Thank yourself for tolerating yourself again, to use your word, and then physically get up and do something else. Go for a walk, start to do yoga, start an exercise, go read a book because in that moment, there's nothing else you can do right. except or for... Or even eat, change, yes, change, physically change to yourself, whatever, whatever choice it is you make. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I do want to say that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That was great. (laughs) Thank you for whoever came into that and shared that with us because it's very simple. What we forget is as simple as after the rain and the pouring rain and the cold wind and the whipping weather, when the sun comes out the next day, you know, the sun comes out the next day and we're like, Oh my God, thank God for the sun. I'm taking <laughs> off my clothes. I'm going to dry off in the sun. Right. right? If we, right. we internalize also so much, you know what I mean? We blame ourselves. We think it's just us. We think the world is against us. We feel very alone. A lot of times people don't think that other people are feeling the way that they're feeling. Yeah. And absolutely. You know, that is just one of the reminders also is that you're never alone. There's always somebody that's feeling probably even worse than you. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be somebody out there. Our choices matter. 
And Ana Luisa inspires impact with a simple but clear-cut idea that is high-quality jewelry shouldn't cost the planet. If you're looking for stackable, layerable, fun, affordable, well-crafted jewelry, Ana Luisa creates intuitive and thoughtful designs, simple pleasures to look at and live in every day. From earth to ear, nature to neckline, Ana Luisa is 100% carbon and water neutral. From their raw material sourcing to end of life, 100% of the emissions related to the crafting of every piece of their jewelry is offset. Feel good about what you buy and know you're getting the best for yourself and for your loved ones. And right now, you can also get up to 40% off at shopanaluisa.com slash inmyheart. Their pieces start at just $39 and you can get 40% off. That's at shopanaluisa.com slash inmyheart and sparkle sustainably with 40% off at shopanaluisa.com slash inmyheart. Create a most meaningful gift with Song Finch. You can create personalized radio quality songs made by professional artists full of detail about your life and those you love. Trust me, it's a gift that will be cherished forever. I simply cannot stop raving about Songfinch. It's the perfect gift for your spouse, your mom, best friend, grandmother, your children, or honestly, anyone that's special to you. It's a great gift for Valentine's Day or the person who has everything. Creating your own personalized and customized top quality song is a gift that's everlasting. The song I wrote for my family was truly a moving experience and guaranteed our song will follow us through the ages of important moments to help us reflect on our cherished times. All you have to do is visit songfinch.com and share a few details about your life, your relationship, or special memories, and a professional artist will turn it into a song. You can select the musical genre you wish from, rock to country or R&B and pop, browse over and hear samples of their professional musicians to select your favorite, or let the Songfinch team match you with the perfect artist. Songs are created and delivered in just four to seven days and emailed to you on a unique landing page. I gave my song and my artist Gabby a five-star review. My family and I truly love and cherish our song. Songfinch knows how to deliver. Tell someone how much they mean to you on Valentine's Day to celebrate an anniversary, a birthday, retirement, or celebrate every day and just say, I love you with a song. Songs are $200, but with the code in my heart, you'll get $20 off your own custom song this week only. For just $179, give a gift they will treasure forever, but hurry, and you have to use the code in my heart for $20 off this week only. Visit songfinch.com, that's S-O-N-G-F-I-N-C-H.com, and use the code in my heart for $20 off your very own custom song. Head over to songfinch.com. You're going to be so glad you did. I know I am. Now back to my show. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, sharing with us, you know, how to really cope with a trauma that, you know, obviously you work through, you know, being held at kidnapped and held at gunpoint, which is so scary. And you work through that trauma, 
but you were still alive. You didn't get shot. You made it out, right? What happens when someone loses someone? Maybe not, you know, there's, there's people who have such a hard time with death, even at the end of the life cycle. So even natural death, right? Natural causes, the whole nine yards, people still can't accept that. But then there's the death that is outside of the life cycle. You know, the leaves are still real green. They shouldn't be falling off the tree and dying yet. They're green and they're young and they're vibrant and it's just mid-season. They shouldn't be gone yet. So mm -hmm. I think there's the trauma of losing someone too early, too soon. Yeah. You know, only the good die young, right? That sort of thing. Those are the parts of death coaching when I'm reading death that I, I feel like I can help people understand the natural life cycle. Sure. You know, when the leaves turn brown, Ram Dass yeah. would always say we wouldn't go <laughs> pick them back up and paint them green and put them back on the trees and say, no, 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 it's not supposed to change. Like life is a cycle. But what about the traumatic deaths? What about those that people like the death of a child? For example, mm -hmm. I always said if Jack's mm -hmm. died, my son was very sick when he was born. And I always said if I lost him, I don't know that I would be here. I don't know if I would be the person I was today. And I really do believe that still to this day. You know, that sort of thing can change you but it doesn't have to be the end of you. Absolutely. It shouldn't be the end of you. Right. And, and by the way, that's my biggest fear too. You know, I want to have kids in the next couple of years and that's my biggest, it's always been my biggest fear is losing a child. And I think that's not to, I want to say this with a grain of salt, but I want to say, I think that's one of the most challenging, but, but all abrupt deaths are challenging right? And tough and difficult. Yes. Um, losing a child, I think is one of the most difficult. Yes. I wish I could just be like, Oh, this is the answer. Right. Um, I, I mean, look at my, my mother-in-law too. I was, she was going through chemo and radiation and then she stopped and then she was feeling better. And then within two months she was gone that, and she was 57. Oh, like that for, um, for me, that was, um, you know, like, again, like the, the leaves weren't brown, bitch, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, where are you going? <laughs> right, right. Right. So I think for them using the smile method essentially is, you know, the shock is much longer. The acceptance is, is a daily struggle. Um, and the, the, the emotions are everywhere. The first several years are just getting through the day, getting through the week, getting through the month, getting through the minute at times. To give time, time. How do you help people during your death ceremonies that you're doing now, you know, around the globe or you have done around the globe? Yeah. To be a witness there, to be an active participant, to be a listener, to be a shoulder to cry on. It's a thankless, humble way of being. And as I study being a death doula too, it's the same, it's a very same practice, right? The interesting thing for me is that as a medium, I have a whole nother set of responsibilities. When people come to me, for me, it's all about healing. It's not about getting that your dog wore a red jacket on Halloween 2018, right? Like, do those come through? Yes. And when they come through, are they amazing? Of course. That, but that's just validation. What these people need is a way to move forward. It's a way, like you said, to remove the loss and then continue healing. So when people come to me, the messages I receive are more like, I know you tried everything you could, but nothing was going to help. I know that you left to get your cup of coffee, but I didn't want to die in front of you. Or I know that you've put up that picture and had it there for 25 years since I've been gone. And that means more to me than you know, or I'm sorry. So as a medium, it's, I don't want to say fun. It is kind of fun, but it's always 
I get a little nervous before I do any type of reading because I, I always want to do the best for the, everyone. The person is yeah. in search of something. Right. Sure. Right. I want to fulfill what they're just going to Yeah. Yeah. And so that, but that, that's what, that's what I want. And, and it's not obvious. Sometimes it's not only for the people in front of us or clients per se. It's also for the ones that have passed because sometimes they have burdens. Um, and that, now I personally believe they want me to tell you this, that, you know, 99.9% of the physical pain is gone. So if you're in pain and then you die, like, hmm, yay, right? Like free, I'm free as a bird. Um, and I would say probably like 80 to 85% of the emotional stuff leaves with you as well. But there's still that burden. Like I've had spirits cry. I've seen it in my mind or wherever you, wherever I see them cry, asking for forgiveness, asking for, I should have been better. I should have been a better dad. I should have been a brother, brother, you know, and those are like the, the, the clenchers for me that make everything that I do worth it to see someone who's evolved, right? Like on the other side, yes. then have a gift themselves by giving a gift to another. Um, 100%. But that's, that's the mediumship. But from a coaching and bereavement perspective, lightening the weight is what I try to do. Right. For lightening sure. Lightening the weight. The second book or my most recent book, not the children's book, um, From Grief to Grace. From Grief to Grace. I was just going to talk about that. Yeah. Oh, nice. Because <laughs> Haha, I beat you. You knew what I was going to say. In Grief to Grace, you write about the grace method of healing. So there's the smile, S-M-I-L-E method, but then you, you have the grace method. And this is really, this book is really for people who are, are stuck and can't yes. move beyond yes. a specific trauma. It could be death. It could be a car accident. It could be you know, just pain or loss that they just can't get past that pain or loss. So talk about the five easy steps of G-R-A-S-C-E. G-R-A-C-E. I got to learn how to spell (laughs) G-R-A-C-E. Easy. I love you say easy. Well, it's not easy because nothing is easy, right? But like he can map it out for you. But like you mentioned, even with the smile, the steps of S-M-I-L-E, you can get stuck on them for years. Absolutely. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's okay. Go back to an S. Absolutely. There's no linear. I always say that too. There's no, that's no, it's not a linear or chronological process. You know, like grieving is a crazy, terrific, terrible adventure. Um, you know, um, so from, if, if smile is for current traumas and obstacles, then grief is from grief to grace, as you said, is for past traumas that you just can't get over. Right. So I, I wrote it so that people could take themselves through it. And I know it's possible. It's easier when you have someone else like a coach or a therapist or someone to help you, or even a friend to do accountability work. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think the G is for going deep, right? Because, and and here's what there's three parts to going deep. One is to tell your story and embellish and exaggerate as much as you want. Cause you know, we all do that, right? Like I lost the job because blah, 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 you know, like I'll use an easy, easier example. Right. Right. Um, Then there's the, well, what about the other side? What does the other side think? Like, if you had you spoken to someone, your supervisor, the, the manager, whatever, if you've lost a job or a relationship, has the other person told you their perspective? So it's you tell from your perspective with exaggeration, then you tell it from their perspective, which is really important. And then we all know that the truth is somewhere in between, right? Yes, because yes. perspective is everything. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. It, it messes so much up. 
<laughs> yeah, and as much as it can mess it up, it can also make it like the best thing ever. Because but, all of a sudden you switch your perspective and you go, oh, right, right, and then you're enlightened. And I think, <laughs> yes, there you are. Um, and I think that the like with a breakup because I go through a breakup in the story and it's and it's tough and rough. And um, when I even when I wrote it like two years ago or a year ago, like I I, I understood even more about how the other person perceive the situation and how it could, I was like, Oh yeah, I probably wouldn't talk to me for a while either. You know, that kind of thing. Um, so that's going deep. Then R is the responsibility and accountability part of it. Right. So once you've determined and your perception is somewhat, um, obtuse and kind of third perspective, third world or third, what am I trying to say? <sighs> From a outsider's perspective, right. Once you can see that, then you can start talking about recountability responsibility and accountability of what your actions were. I always try and take hundred percent of responsibility, even when it's not, you know, that's not necessarily good either, but I err on the side of taking too much responsibility, but it also allows us to, again, understand the situation better. And from a, well, I think that that uh, strategy, so to speak, by taking the blame opens up, uh, well, it, it it takes away the defense of the other side, right? Absolutely. So if you're like, I take 100% of the blame, that might be a point where you can actually have a conversation about perspective. Absolutely. My husband has it. He used to say, like, whenever we would get in an argument, he'd say, I'll take 50% of the blame. <laughs> yeah. There's only 50 left, right? So right. that means we're partnering and coming in half. And then the other thing is, is like, well, if each of us doesn't at least agree on 50% of the blame, like what's the step forward? Are we just going to stay in a fight for the rest of our lives? You know, right, no, right. I love so, it. You know, that's like the way to move forward. One of the other things that I learned from a very wise woman who was like a second mother to me was that you're not responsible for the way I feel. Right. And so I think that those are some of the things that we have to look at when we, when it comes to listening you know, that person may behave a certain way. I can only control my reaction mm -hmm. to the situation. Mm -hmm. So if we remember that and hold space for ourselves to react badly. Instead of reacting, I talk about them responding, you know, because in that moment, we discern kind of an old us from a new us or a lesser healed us to a more healed us. Does that make sense? Right. Um, and that brings us to compassion. Do you want me to finish? I just, um, the, the, the C yeah, yeah. The grace. Um, so, and this is where I think you were going next too. is the, the compassion forgiveness. So compassion is basically forgiving ourselves mm -hmm. and others. Right. Yes. And without that, to your point, opening up space and energy and opportunity. I think it's all about energy now that I think about it. And as I've had this conversation, I understand why I am an energy healer and I work in that space because you can tell the difference when someone's like, Oh no, I'm going to prove my point right now versus no, I'm curious. Like, tell me, you know, tell me what you're, what you're thinking and what you're feeling, you know, that this, the energy around that is so different. So compassion, forgiveness, that's the C and the E is for evolution and development, right? We all, cause we all need to do that. What we, where are we going to go next? No, I mean, that, oh. this is incredible because um, when we talk about the loss of someone and we talk mm -hmm. about dealing with that bereavement, now there were two things that I wanted to go back to. So yeah. you come at it from two places. You're there to support the one who's left, but you're also there to work through maybe some 
things for the person who has left us, who died, right? So mm -hmm. interesting because one of the things I want to talk about during, on this death conversation is, is that, remember, this is a journey for us, right? If you believe in life after death and things like that, like that, it, then you're, you're kind of on the same wavelength as we are. Yeah. And evolution of soul, right? You know, enlightenment, these journeys, that's why we keep coming back, right? We're evolving. Yes. And what we hopefully. are, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, and what we are experiencing through the human existence is what helps us evolve. Now, one of the things that helps us in dying is evolving to a, a healthy relationship with death while we're alive. Yeah. So I read that in the Tibetan Book of the Death, and I, I've read and I've read those chapters quite a few times. And that what the Tibetans believe is is that. If you prepare yourself for death, your transition into the afterlife is an easier transition. For those people who don't, who are afraid of death and get stuck on death, sometimes they can get stubborn, so to speak, in between passing, right? And they're not ready. Sometimes, I think a lot of the time, yeah. But talk about that a little <laughs> bit because I don't want people to be afraid that like people who have died are in some like horrible, like, you know, uh, bad, you know, horror film, like Scream or something like that, you know. <laughs> They're not there. It's it's their own soul's evolution. So we can train ourselves or prepare ourselves rather to have a better transition, an easier transition, a more accepting transition while we're living. Right? That, so tell us about I, that. Whew, yeah, I was thinking about this in the shower this morning because I, I I was like because you knew I, I was going to because I knew you. I just knew. Right? <laughs> um, the, I find this completely fascinating, and I was thinking about my mother-in-law, and she and um, my husband is also medium. Uh, that's yes, how we, we met, have right? to talk about born man. Uh, yes. Um, so he is also medium and we had, we made it there 10 days before she passed. And we, over the 10 days, she was cognitive most of the time. Um, and we had some incredible discussions and she was still scared of dying. And truth be told, even as I was showering this morning, I was like, sometimes I get scared about dying as well, you know, because I used to think it was just this black nothingness, but I know better. I know that no matter what's on the other side, it's so much fucking better, too, so much better than what's on this side, right? Like it's so much more open and just honest and transparent and spiritual and beautiful and blah, blah. So I, I agree 100% if we prepare more. So we literally spent the last 10 days kind of preparing her um, in a way that we knew how. And I can be very honest by saying I've, I've witnessed a couple of people pass and there's always a process to that. There's always a surrender that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm going to answer this in two ways, your question, right? So let's talk about people who are actively dying, like in the last couple of days. There's this fear, uh, emotional, there's stubbornness, right? Like she did not want to go, his mother, and yeah. until she was ready. And there's this point where they all surrender to death. And I don't think you can die Sorry, if you can't, from natural causes or... Right, or, or, or a long, prolonged illness. Right, not, we're not talking about accidents, right? Like trauma, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a moment that they actually resign to die. And then that's when the, the next transitional space takes forth or comes forth. Now, what can we do to prepare for death? No one has ever asked me that, so I'm just going to give you my off-the-cuff answer. I think reading books about death, studying death, talking to death doulas, talking to hospice workers, talking with your friends about how you want to die. I think my major thing is normalizing the taboo around death. 
you know, and it sounds like you too, yes. um, which is, and the children's books I'm going to, uh, I'm writing are all based on taboos that I want to somehow shatter from a kid's age, right? Yes. Yeah, start them early, honey. Yeah. Seriously. Before, before society <laughs> but it's true, right? Like the first one I wrote was about a pandemic, like a fictitious yes. pandemic. The second yes. one I'm writing right currently is about um, two women who get a divorce and their children and how they handle that. The third one I'm going to write is about like a mother or father passing. The fourth one is going to be transgender. So each one is going to be about a taboo subject and how best to kind of understand. And I think the more we understand about the process of death, the better it is for us as well. So I feel that we can educate ourselves. We can talk to people. We can talk to mediums. You know, I, I think normalizing it is important because yes. for me, death, I talk about death every day and I love it. I mean, are you kidding? I love it. And people always look at me weird, but I love it because there's so much there. There's so much there. And I, I feel like I know a little bit more than most people. Well, and if that's not hopeful, you know, for people who, you know, don't tap into, uh, you know, intuitiveness. And he just said, there's so much in death. A lot of people think it's a black hole. It's not lights out, game all over. And there's so much more. And so if you, if you can believe that and listen, nothing else tells, there's no proof that says we're wrong. Right. The person that thinks there's a black hole is right. Right. But the bottom line is you can't stop it. It's going to happen. So I say believe Seth and Heather because it's a much nicer existence to live toward, right? So I I have never, I've always had a very healthy relationship with death for myself personally. Congratulations. I I know it's, it's, it's a weird thing. And so I've always kind of tapped into it. Um, it. I tapped into it later in life. I understood it um, at a young age. I had, uh, my grandfather had a big family. He had six sisters and they all had family, but they were older. My, my, my mom didn't have a lot of siblings. So it's not like I had a lot of cousins, but I had, came from a big family who was old. They were okay. all older. Okay. So at one point, like they were dropping like flies. Like there was funeral every, you know what I mean? Like my aunt, great aunts and uncles were all dying, like left and right. And I was constantly going to these funerals all the time. And maybe that's why, because it was just a normal part of my life. And I didn't feel mm-hmm. any severe loss. I remember feeling like curious. I was very curious about the dead body. I was very, you know, when yeah. I would go to the wake and the coffin, I would like look at, I want to touch their hand and feel them. Right. I was very, you know, curious about it. One of the things that I was afraid of, you know, I would say is, pain, feeling pain, you know, and when people die or I feared for other people, like, did they feel any pain? Is it going to be painful? That's a lot about what people think. And please, you know, pick up, you know, grief to grace, you know, please pick up um, from the inside or smile from the inside. And then for children, I love that you're writing these books for children because education at the early age, if we fear death, we're going to teach our children to fear death. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so we are so crucial to the thought process of a child. Now, as we grow as adults, we can start to form our own opinions. We don't have to believe what our parents told us, but I love that you're writing children's books and I hope parents will buy those children's books and offer perspective to kids so that they can have their own healthy relationships with the cycle of life, which is very natural. We live and we die. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Wow. Amazing. So Seth, (laughs) Is there anything that you, you know, just knowing that we're talking about, you know, process and grieving and, and understanding pain and powering through that pain and believing that even on the grayest day, the sun is still in the sky. 
You may not see her, but she's shining somewhere. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's all about perspective. You could take a picture of clouds in a sky and you could shrink it down. So all you see is the clouds, right? Very gray. Or you can open it up and you see a little glimmer of blue, right? <laughs> so how different is the perspective of viewing that cloudy day, right? You know, Absolutely. either it has hope or it's dark and dismal. So I want you to just use those tools, you guys that are listening. When you find yourself digging yourself into a hole, you know what I mean? Falling into those bad habits, change. Take a moment, acknowledge what you're doing and change it. Think a little bit different. Get up and do something a little bit different. Just take a different perspective and it will show you a lot of beautiful things that you might not have been looking at when they're staring right at you. Absolutely. (laughs) So there's um, a big smile on my face. If you're feeling anything, I know as a medium, things come through. If there's anything that someone's you need to get out to the listeners, to me, or any final words that you might want to leave us with. Yeah, well, I think with you, I think I want to do a whole nother maybe podcast. Yeah, do some, we'll do some intuitive work. We'll do some mediumship work. That would be fun. Um, I think that as as you were saying your words, I think that knowing that everything is temporary. The grief we're feeling is temporary. Um, the sadness we're feeling, the depression we're feeling, it's all temporary and honoring yourself where you are and knowing that there is a new day. There is, the sun is out somewhere and that you will not always be in the same rut. Like I used to wake up in HR like 10 years ago and I was so upset and this heaviness and weight came over me because I felt like I was so stuck you know, and I know what that's like. And I know that everyone can, can understand that feeling and has felt that at some point. So knowing that you're not stuck, you can make a choice. Everything in life is a choice, right? Like you can choose to walk out. You can choose to start looking for other jobs. You can choose blah, blah. So knowing that everything is a choice, it takes bravery, courage, love, hope, faith. And I'm a firm believer in affirmations and visualizations of what you want in the future and to enjoy and find seeking out the moments of joy in our lives and wonder. Right. And I, I, you're curious. And so be curious, you know, really. manifest yeah. it all. Like we've talked manifest about manifestation on this podcast yes. quite a bit, manifest yes. it all. And remember that if you look for the bad, you're going to find the bad. <laughs> that's what you're going to find. And that's, um, you, yeah. you find what you're looking for, especially yeah. with Google. Yeah. <laughs> so flip yeah. the perspective and look for love, look for joy, look for happiness, look for purpose, look for those things and look for people that are going to around you that are going to support that journey for you. You know, you Absolutely. have a choice, like you said, who you spend your time with, who you listen to those things, you know, even if they are around you, you can shut them off. I can tell you, I've been very well trained with my teenagers. I can shut them off. We can choose how we react to them. I do some high altitude climbing and I find that to be my church. That's literally my, my meditation time. And it nice. taught me how I meditated on the side of those mountains and the process. And now I bring that into my retreats as well. You know what I mean? Like trying to take that, you know, some of these journeys are a month long to reach the summit of a mountain, you know? So like understanding the time that you have to take when you have time to yourself. So look out for Seth. We're going to tell you where you can find him and his retreats. Uh, Maybe we should do one together. Oh my God. I literally was like, what? How do we not know this? (laughs) I have a retreat coming up soon in March. um, So keep an eye out at heatherthompson.com for that. And I would, I want to make sure that you tell me about things that you have going on. 
you know, you're finding freedom by helping others. You know, I mean, I can answer that mm-hmm. question. Is there any other <laughs> way to help you find your freedoms? I've been thinking a lot about this, but, but yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's helping, it's inspiring others to help others and inspire others. Also, I made two lists recently. I made a list of everything I wanted to do that was aligned with my vision that I could imagine in my life. And then all, (laughs) and then I made a list of everything. Someone asked me to make a list of everything I wanted to do if I had all the resources in the world. And the lists were basically identical, except for a a yacht, I think. And like I'm traveling, something like that, but man, a helicopter, but anyway, yeah, yeah. But, (laughs) but you know, like the idea is to help other people heal. That's, that's really, that gives me freedom. Like HR, God bless HR for what it is. And it's very important for every organization to have it. It's just not my, it's not my, it's, it's not, you know, jam anymore. It's not my jam. You've evolved. Exactly. You've, uh, yes. evolved. You've been grateful for where you were and now you're going somewhere else. So, <laughs> well, before I let you, oh, yeah. please do tell my guests where they can find you. Sure. Sure. So SethSantoro.com. Uh, I am Seth Elliott.com. And then that's, I am Seth Elliott at all. Like the Instagram, all those all those things, Snapchat. And stuff. Um, Remember, because it's I am Seth Elliott and yes. it's SethSantoro.com. Because if you Google Seth Santoro, I will oh. tell you that he is not to be confused with his not so close neighbor, but who happens I, to be Seth Santoro, the porn star. The gay porn so star. If yeah. you get the gay porn star, Seth <laughs> that's Santoro. That's not me. That's not our boy. But apparently he's very nice and a not so, and, a, and a quite a nice neighbor. So. <laughs> <laughs> to meet them through sharing yeah. the same name. Oh, yeah. Right? There's actually three of us. Um, oh, isn't that yeah. funny? And, uh, yeah. And yeah, I know. Yeah. So, so we're Seth Elliott. Seth Elliott <laughs> Santoro. You are in my heart. I so appreciate you. you for your time. Thank you so much to my guest, Seth Santoro. This is In My Heart. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. Be sure to follow along at I am Heather T and send me any questions you might have. Don't forget to subscribe and download wherever you stream your podcast and join us next week for another episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.